nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to hour number two of Radio Law Talk. I'm Todd Cunin, sitting in the big chair, filling in for Fred Penny. Seth Madden, Seth Madden, Esquire, Seth sitting to my right in Denise's spot. She is Denise Dirks on assignment. Seth, how'd you fare through one hour? I'm good. <laughs> More enthusiasm from Seth wow. Madden, ladies and gentlemen. Let's have it for him. Yeah. Can, can, you, can you dial it back there? I'm going to start to... Yeah. I mean, I changed the deodorant uh, during the break. Good heavens. I uh, I didn't know if this job came with, like, maybe pizza or something. Donuts. Well, well that's, in fact, we were all counting on you. The yeah, guest yeah. hosts bring donuts and or pizza. And, did you not know this? Well, I almost did, but then I got stuck behind some kind of memorial procession or something. There's about 800 cop cars. Oh, sure. Blame, blame it on a memorial. Right. Oh, yeah. All right, let's be honest. I was hungover from that 10-ounce filet I had last night <laughs> at the holiday party. <laughs> I was protein drunk yeah you know it's weird my invitation to the company holiday party i, I think it got waylaid somehow oh oh did it did you attend twice todd no, no <laughs> i you know I, I i gave up drinking a long time ago but i had two drinks for you Thank so so you know what I, what I saw the other day somebody said uh yeah i i i said i would bring um turkey and mashed potatoes to the Thanksgiving dinner. And then it shows what he brought, which was um, wild turkey, <laughs> the alcohol, <laughs> and some, and some uh, like Jack Daniels because it's sour mashed, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, the fermented potatoes. So. Or Russian vodka. Yeah, Russian right. vodka, yeah. that's what it was, mashed <laughs> potatoes. There you go. So, uh, well, you know, that was certainly a... Interesting Thanksgiving dinner, I would imagine. <laughs> the spirit of the holiday. Uh, uh, okay, so if you were listening last hour, we kind of s- talked about this just a little bit. we got more law stuff to talk about. But I've been going over you know, tips to help people avoid problems at holiday parties. It comes from a, a Forbes magazine article that, that I read. And, uh, you know, I couldn't help but notice. They had the top ten. And of the top 10 things to avoid, activities to avoid, one was dancing with a coworker. Number uh, eight on the list was dancing with a client. Number four on the list was making inappropriate jokes. Okay. So next in their little article here, they talked about, of surveyed, the most popular holiday party ideas. And coming in first... Dancing. <laughs> so the employees all want to that that's their preferred holiday party activity is dancing. Dancing is also what gets most people in trouble. I'm seeing a corollary. Telling inappropriate jokes? Well, comedy night was number four. <laughs> so so there um, number nine on the list was escape room. Yes, yes. Nothing nothing quite says holiday spirit like being trapped in a room with your boss. Hearing Christmas karaoke, yes. you know, perhaps that would help. What, is, there, is there a, a secret exit? Just, just checking. Yeah. <laughs> no, number 10 was potluck, which I thought, depending on how you define pot, hmm. um, because because the hallucinogens were uh, on the list of things to avoid. I was going to say, are we back in Oregon again? <laughs> yes, so. Oh, well. Love we, our Oregon stations. Thanks to all of you. So well, we, we, uh, we, at the first hour, we talked about this Alaska Airlines pilot who had uh, charges reduced from attempted murder to misdemeanors, and then the Jacksonville Jaguars lost a chunk of change, but did not lose their playbook. Thank heaven. They did not lose the playbook. They might have lost their quarterback, too. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, high ankle sprain and yikes. Yeah. He, he seems to be the only quarterback from that draft that has really had any impact, success, Long term, everybody else from that draft has just been head scratcher. Really, you you know what the position requires, right? <laughs> it's so yikes. 
But yeah. uh, uh, and we also did case or no case the first hour, and then Cal is going to come back at us now with the uh, case or no case part due. So you're saying you want to do that now? Yeah, let's do uh, that. Okay, now. all right. Let me go ahead and get I, I, I live for this. Let me get yeah. the open. Here we go. All right. You're now playing, it's you're... time to play case or no case. You're playing for Fred now, Seth. Remember that. Uh, no case. A man who <laughs> 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 okay. A man who worked as a Santa Claus in Massachusetts shopping mall has been ordered not to put the red suit back on until a matter is resolved, an allegation that he groped an 18-year-old adult co-worker, pardon me, over the weekend. This all came about while the elf was working on the picture set. Uh, She left work early. She claimed that Santa pinched her on the behind, not on the reindeer, on the antlers, but, you know, on the behind. The woman ran home and told her lawyer immediately rather than the police. And the lawyer said, this is a great opportunity. We can make this a workplace action. We're going to go after the mall and the company, the agency that provided Santa Claus. We're going to go after them. Maybe we'll see if we've got a case or no case. Todd Cunham, what do you think? So she worked for a mall. Well, she worked in the mall. She worked in the mall. Yep. And she, and, and this, Santa was not a mall employee per se. Santa was, worked for a company that provided the Santa services. Yeah. For the, yeah okay. Yeah. Did she work for the same company that provided the Santa services? I believe they were all booked by the same firm, but the mall also used that booking firm. So the lawyer okay. thought maybe an opportunity. I don't know. Yeah. I, I would be very surprised if they had a uh, cause of action against the mall. But against the employer, the outfit that that sent them to the mall, maybe, definitely, she's got uh, a claim against the Santa, the individual for working, and and what he did. So, uh, how about we do this? I'll say that this is a case, and she prevails. I mean, because look, Santa... You, you you gotta keep your hands to yourself. And so yeah. All right, Seth, what do you think about this in the case of the allegedly bum pinching Mr. Claus? I'm dealing a lot right now with uh independent contractors and contracts and things between parties and accidents <laughs> that happen between them. Um and so just it, it, you know, in my initial thought process, I think there's obviously a claim like Todd said, against the Santa and the company that, uh, you know, they both worked for. But I also feel like there is a claim, there could possibly be a claim against the mall depending on how the contract is structured. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, I mean, obviously there's things you dive deeper into. Hostile work environment, has this happened before? Who is this Santa? You know, things like that. So I, I'm going to say it's a case. I'm going to say she prevails against the Santa. Um, but I think that there's there's too much distance between the Santa company and the mall for her to prevail against the mall. Hmm. So it's it's a case against... The so, booking agency Yeah. and Mr. Claus, the p- alleged pincher. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> And now, now, look, if you come back and say, by the way, the booking agency was you know, Hugh Hefner's Santa and Elves. and uh, That's part and, of the job. You know, it's That's like, ah, yeah, good heavens, you know, that, that was, was a writer number four. So um, when we come back, Cal, we'll just wait for you to give us yeah. the answer on, on this riveting case or no case, pinch or no pinch, ho or no ho, Santa. And uh, we get back, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get that answer, see who prevails. Don't go away. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. Oh, no. Oh, man. All right. You're listening to Radio Law Talk with Todd Cunin and Seth Madden. And the big broadcast will continue very shortly. Have the answer to case or no case and mucho more after this. Radio Law Talk and radiolawtalk.com. You found Radio Law Talk. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk 
is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. This is Frederick Penny, host of Radio Law Talk. I'm excited to announce myself and Mark Victor Hansen, the author of the famous Chicken Soup for the Soul, collaborate to bring this three-book series, Goose. Book one is about William Collins. Goose is the perfect gift for yourself, family, friend, or someone you care about. Great stories, lifelong lessons that you can apply to your life to help you to become successful. Goose by Frederick W. Penny, available on Amazon Books now. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. I've got to get my car washed, this dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today, I don't know what I do. Man, I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Quick, quack, car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. All right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo. But first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is? All right, then. Well, uh, Denise, you go ahead. Non uti consilius me oriere por questus purpurium juris consult. Latin, that's a nice touch. Thank you, Denise. Next time we'll try it in English, if that's okay. Fred, how about you? Cal, I don't want to read all this. Can we just tell the people that we're discussing general legal issues and they should hire their own attorney instead of relying on what we have to say here? Well, we could, I guess. Uh, but... Let's have Todd do it. Me? <laughs> read disclaimers? Why, I couldn't. <clears throat> the information you hear on Radio Law Talk is general... The preceding promo was for entertainment purposes only. And if you want true legal advice, contact your own lawyer. Just a tip from your friends at Radio Law Talk. Be sure to read our disclaimers on radiolawtalk.com. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376 That's 800-918-1376 How come nobody's talking about this? Now it's time for more Radio Law Talk. All right, Cal. So, uh, so what's going on with the? What is the answer to our um, <laughs> our our Santa who did things that put himself on the naughty list? Yes. And uh, uh, what what happened there? Well, the the you first off, let's say Santa allegedly pitched a, a pinched an adult 
a photo elfing model who was on the set. Elf, elfing. Um, elfing. That, that's a, that's a, elfing. Elf, as in, was actually working as an elf? Looking looked like an elf. Yes, it. okay. She wasn't a real elf, but, it was, you know. What do you, don't know what, that. Are you, what are you elfing thinking about? So, <laughs> go okay. on. So, now this was not a civil case, but it ended up being a criminal case. After conferring with her lawyer, the victim got so angry that she called the police anyway. They went and had a chat with Santa Jones. Then they filed misdemeanor charges against him. The civil action was stayed pending the outcome of the criminal case. Jones paid $1,000 in bail and some fines to this young woman and eventually was banned from the mall and was ordered to never seek work again as a Santa. He was unhappy about that and threatened to sue back. No word on whether he really did. Ironically, by the way, his last court hearing was on Christmas Eve. Ho, ho, ho. And he lost the case, and that is... Case or no case? I win. You do? So, so yeah, we, we, we both said it was a case. Yep. And uh, so, I got... I, you know, I'm, I'm terrible at keeping score here. So I was two points for the case plus double points, so I get four for that one. Yep. And Seth gets four for Fred. Yes, correct. Okay. So, yes. Uh, next hour, by the way, a famous recipe-pinching chef, allegedly. That's uh, next hour. A, a, a chef who, uh, you know, did some uh, not necessarily home cooking. That's next time <laughs> on Case or No Case. And back to Seth and Tom. So, so let me get this straight. Uh, just looking at the themes of our Case or No Case here, we've got the... Uh, okay. <laughs> the boss was dancing... Yes. And threw up on the co-worker. Yeah, we've got the rocket projectile barfing boss. But then we've got two pinching cases, one right after another. We've got the, the, the pinching Santa, mm-hmm. and, and then we're going to have another uh, a pinching chef. Well, yes, but... Yes. Yes, that's right. Yeah. It, it's a theme, so... Uh, so you're telling me yeah, there's a chance. That's what I got. That's all I got. Cal was asking you know, his wife, he said, look, can you help me out? I'm in a pinch here. <laughs> And, uh, and she said, "Stop it! Stop well, that, it! Oh, oh my immediately, <laughs> Cal. Since 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 we have you here, yeah, I'm going to ask you. Okay, I'm going to run a scenario by you. Oh boy, right. as a uh, as a non legal professional, to isn't get, that the truth? Yeah, to okay. to get your opinion, your knee jerk reaction, your opinion mm-hmm. of of this fact pattern, this scenario. Let's say a kid is out riding his bike." Okay, uh, he's on his bike, gets hit by a car, and we'll say that Bill hit him. Bill, driving Bill's car, hit the kid. Okay, and uh, we'll we'll say Bill didn't have insurance, and so he fled the scene. They ultimately caught him, but you know he doesn't have any automobile insurance. Bill, 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 dang Bill! <laughs> this whole time, the kid's parents are home. They're at their house. Their cars, two of them. We'll say they have two cars. Both cars firmly parked in the garage. Garage doors closed. Cars had nothing to do with this accident. The kid was hit. What, if any, claim does the kid have or against his parents' automobile insurance under an uninsured motorist claim? Their cars were nowhere involved. Well, on first blush, I would say I don't think a kid can file a claim. The parents would probably have to be the ones filing the claim on behalf of their kid, and I don't think you can get money from your own insurance company on your own property that I know of. So well, that's my I, guess. Again, I, it's not their property insurance. It is, no, I, it is their, their automobile yeah. insurance. Yeah. And let's say they had, they had insurance to cover incidents where, let's say they were in an accident and they were hit by somebody who didn't have insurance. So they had uninsured they motorist had insurance. uninsured motorist insurance. But their cars were not involved in this. They weren't hit. Their kid was hit while he was riding his bicycle. Okay. What do you think? Just gut reaction, knee-jerk reaction. Well, I'm... I'm confused. So the kid gets hit by another guy. Yes. And then the kid comes home and gets hit by the garage door? No, no. Doesn't get hit by the garage door. Comes home. Comes home uh, after going to the oh, sorry, Comes home after going to the hospital. Oh, okay. And Because uh, he suffered injuries as a result of this accident. Sure he did. Yeah. Can, can the parents file a claim with their automobile insurance under their uninsured motorist claim? 
this is assuming that the guy that hit the bicyclist does not have insurance. That's right. Cannot be found, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Well, my theory is, of course they could. That's why you buy it. Okay. Even though he was, even though it's their automobile insurance policy and their no, automobiles were not involved. I think it would be homeowners myself, but that's okay. just my own theory. It would be homeowners. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Seth. Right. Seth, what do you, what do you, state of California, what do you think? 14-year-old living with mom and dad, um, considered a resident of the household. They are covered under any automobile policy that the parents may have first. Um, And if the kid is on a bicycle or if he is a pedestrian, it does not matter if he is run over by a vehicle or hit by somebody. He is automatically covered under his parents' uninsured automobile policy. As a motorist, is that right? He is. He, he, he doesn't have to be a motorist. He, he can be a bicyclist be or a pedestrian. pedestrian. Yep, he could yeah. be on a wagon. I'll be and gone. if he is hit by somebody that is driving another vehicle that does not have insurance, he is covered. Now, that's the state of California, and the reason we're talking about this is because the uh, state of Illinois has, uh, through their Supreme Court, or the Supreme Court has said the state of Illinois is in the same boat as California. Because what I gave you was a, in a pattern that happened. The insurance company denied the claim because the parents' cars weren't involved. You got hit. You were riding your bike. And Supreme Court of State of Illinois says, nope, this is covered under your uninsured motorist coverage. And the insurance company, yeah, you, you got you to pay out. You have to handle this claim. That and in is, California, they would immediately cancel the policy and never cover you again. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 maybe, maybe, I don't know. But California law is the same for uninsured motorists. Interesting. So it's good to know. All right. So we are headed to our bottom of the hour break. We are halfway through this three-hour show. Don't go away. We'll be back after this. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. Radio Law Talk. You're going to need a bigger boat. Radio Law Talk can be heard on radiolawtalk.com from 9 to noon Pacific time every Saturday. That's radiolawtalk.com. Do you need to get your hands on some extra money right now? Maybe $25,000 or more? If you're a homeowner, now is the perfect time to get cash out while homes in many neighborhoods like yours have gone up in value. You can use the money for anything. It's yours. You can buy an investment property, pay off higher interest debt, or make home improvements. If you need $25,000, $50,000, or more, now is the time. Home values are up, and so is your equity. We offer you a way to use it. No need to use your savings. Call New American Funding now and see how much cash out you can get. Call 800-481-5621. That's 800-481-5621. NMLS 6606. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is not an offer or commitment to lend. Subject to borrower and property qualifications. Not all borrowers will qualify. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing opportunity. Do you want to know the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket? Then switch your car insurance. And now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies. Just like buying airline tickets, where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals. We have great deals with most of the major top-rated insurance companies. We are your superstore for car insurance. We've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year. If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-251-0427-800-251-0427-800-251-0427. That's 800-251-0427. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. 
Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please don't wait. Your life matters to us. Do you run a business and want to learn how you can get between $10,000 to $5 million in 60 seconds? We're biz to credit a top-rated online financing provider to hundreds of thousands of America's business owners. If your business does at least $120,000 a year in gross sales, we can get you more money to run your business in as little as 72 hours. Our terms are simple, repayment plans are flexible, and based on your cash flow. Plus, the paperwork is minimal and the approval process is fast. So in the time you've listened to this commercial, you could have learned if you qualify to get up to $5 million in cash deposited to your business bank account in the next two to three days. Funding specialists are ready to take your call right now and get you the money you need fast. Call 800-559-5523. That's 800-559-5523. Again, 800-559-5523. Call now. Your money's no good here. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. This is no fun. Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. So we are we are back. The we covered that Illinois Supreme Court case. Um, <laughs> here's <laughs> so last last week, Seth. Um, I'm sure you listened last week, you know, just because the regular, the regular listening it's every week. I, I know um, the dedication I have yes, to this show. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, so last week, for whatever reason, it, it ended up being a uh, the the theme was defamation. I mean, it was like everything came back to some sort of defamation case. What constitutes defamation? Blah 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 and stuff. And, and so far, I mean, looking at this and. This the theme for cases here are um, magic mushrooms and embezzlement, two crimes that go hand in hand. Uh, with a side of Chipotle. <laughs> with a side of Chipotle. <laughs> but but on the uh, on the embezzlement front, uh, where was uh, what was this one? It was the uh, okay <laughs> credit union, <laughs> state of Pennsylvania. So an employee at a credit union. Okay. This is one of those that you remember that uh, I don't know why she swallowed the fly. I guess she'll die. She swallowed the frog to catch the fly. She swallowed the cat to catch the frog, and it just it just keeps snowballing, right? It's just, so this this uh, <laughs> employee at a credit union in Pennsylvania decide is is uh, has been embezzling money. Now it's again she's embezzling money. No playbooks were involved. Not anywhere near twenty-two million. No, no. <laughs> the the paltry sum of it was less than a thousand shy of four hundred thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So so she's embezzling this money, and and hey, the investigation is closing in. It's, <laughs> it's getting there. So so what's her brilliant idea to help to help get away, get around this uh, embezzlement? investigation that we all go a little mad sometimes <laughs> well if they're, if they're getting close 
Burn it down. Yes. <laughs> she just decides, <laughs> well, you know, they have they have insurance if the event there's a fire. So she starts a fire. Was it was it in the vault? Yeah. Because it wasn't <laughs> missing before. But it's definitely missing. It's definitely now. missing now. <laughs> she she starts a fire in the vault. Claims tries to say it was an electrical fire. Look, these uh, just to, look. I don't want to tell people how to break the law or anything <laughs> like that. But just you know, if if you think arson is the way to go, rethink it. Especially if you're going to try to show that it was an electrical fire. You can't fake that. They they will find it out. <laughs> they, yeah, I guess depending on what the punishment is for uh, arson, she might be out that four hundred grand anyway. I know, I know. So she so she uh, starts the fire for the insurance money to pay back the four hundred thousand that she embezzled. That that I'm sure that was a plan that looked good on paper. <laughs> Burned paper. Burned paper. I mean, I'm wondering if this was one of those plans that was hatched in the in in the woods of Northeast Washington when somebody said, "Try these magic mushrooms; that'll help your anxiety." I don't know. It's a theme here. <laughs> yes. So, so she's she's being um, FBI is now. In, I mean, the FBI is going to get involved with bank theft embezzlement anyway because of the FDIC funds. But so the level of activity when when someone is super desperate, it's amazing to see. It's like a person running from the cops, you know. All of a sudden, they don't care about anything but getting away. So she's now running from her own, obviously, errors and now is willing to try any dumb thing that she thinks there's a billionth of a chance she'll get out. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's just... Look... um, And a federal crime. I haven't ever been in that position, but I could imagine that at some point you have to think, I might actually get away with this. Right. and, And I don't know if I... Knowing what I know, maybe it's because I'm in the, the legal profession, but like, I don't think it's been a very long time, probably since high school, that I have legitimately thought there's a good possibility that I'm going to get away with this. I'm going to pull this off. <laughs> yeah. Like the guy hiding in the attic with the cop dog downstairs sniffing up in, into, you know, you know what? If I can just be quiet, that yeah. dog will never notice. <laughs> right. it, it, it's. It's just mind-boggling. But, yeah, I, I go back to—I was a law clerk working for um, a small DA's office, and unfortunately the, a, a murder had occurred in that jurisdiction, and uh, they were going after this guy. They were seeking the death penalty against this guy. And as a law clerk, I got assigned to work with the assistant DA on this case, wrote a lot of motions, and did a lot of—I you know, went to court and watched the assistant DA raise arguments. One of the best arguments I ever heard— the defense attorney was trying to argue that some theory of the case, he's saying, look, my client would have to be an absolute idiot, crazy person to have to have gone about this thing this way. Bingo. Right? <laughs> At which point, the assistant DA very calmly said, well, I think anybody that commits murder would have to be an idiot and a crazy person. And since the fact that this uh, victim was definitely killed... We know that an idiot or crazy person did it, and it might as well be your client, because look at all the other idiotic and stupid things that he did that look crazy. <laughs> it was a very effective argument. That's pretty smart. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, golly, you know, but... Did he get a conviction out of that, do you recall? Oh, yeah. He, uh, he that, that was an interesting case. He got convicted, and he was sentenced to death, even though there's a moratorium on the death penalty actually being put into place here in California. He was convicted back in the late 90s. And um, the interesting side note, so the assistant DA in that case was at a conference, and one of the profilers in the case, in that case, it said that, look, the, the defendant here is the type that has probably done this before. The, this, the, the actions here were methodical and wouldn't be surprised if there were a lot of, you know, potentially other victims out there and, and what have you. And uh, the assistant DA was at a conference where uh, an, I think it was an assistant DA from another California county was there, and they got to talk and shop about, well, what cases you handle and stuff like that. And the, the assistant DA from this case, what I worked on, started going over his fact pattern. And this uh, other DA says, you know, in my case, 
it is almost the same way, but we could never catch the guy. We never we we have a DNA profile, but we have no idea who it was. And wow. They, and they said, Well, when did this happen? He goes, Well, it happened like in eighty four or something like that. Our DA's you know, our guy was there in eighty four. They wow. dis- they disclosed DNA profiles match. and it was a match. Beautiful. A match. See, sometimes the good guys win. Yeah. Sometimes I just sit here and listen to Todd talk. Um, I've done PI since, I mean, law school. I clerked personal injury, yeah. got out of law school, uh, still clerked personal injury, passed the bar, still doing personal injury. My best grade in law school, best grades, I should say, criminal law and criminal procedure. And uh, for some reason, I could never get into it. But sometimes when Todd talks, it's like a lullaby. You're jealous, say, aren't yeah. you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just the people he's hung out with, those all those p- criminals and stuff. It's a- just, and they got like a and party. they got a guy based <laughs> on a similar fact pattern. Yeah, it's so amazing. When I when I clerked for that DA's office, you know, like you, you have this all the time. Three thirty, four o'clock rolls around, you're just brain dead, right? <laughs> brain dead. And this is before they had Lexus and Westlaw, so and they had four shrooms. Yeah, and yes, yes, uh, yeah, <laughs> they were still illegal even if they did have them. Um, but they had the law library, and I worked pretty much out of the law library at this DA's office. So I would go over, and in any case, that any one of those books that has all the appellate court cases, and they have an index in the back, so I'd go to the back and I'd look up, you know, all right, take me to a case that's got a good murder fact pattern. i go, and, and I would just read the fact patterns of some of these cases. And let me tell you something. You ever get writer's block? If you're a writer and ever gets writer's block, just go to the law library. You will get a lot of ideas. <laughs> and uh, and it, it's fascinating to see the choices people make that takes us right back to what we were talking about here. That must have seemed like the best idea at the time from your perspective as the defendant. From my perspective as a third party watching this, that was about the dumbest thing you could have possibly thought of to do. <laughs> and people are still doing it. Still do for the same basic motives. Jealousy, finances. I mean, they're like only three or four basic murder motives, aren't there, Todd? Well, you know, I mean, other than accidental, which is a there, separate thing. But there, there there is. You know, here's another thing in the in the we'll wrap up this segment here. Here's another thing to take a look at. So I did a little informal perusal of the penal code. And of all of the crimes out there, the probably 80% of them fall under one of very few categories. Uh, sex offenses mm-hmm. and theft offenses, that's two, or offenses that deal with your desire to alter your perception of reality, drunk driving, possession of drugs, all those. Those three categories comprise most of the penal code offenses in almost wow. every state. Isn't that interesting? Crazy. Wow. Crazy. Wow. When we come back, we'll uh, talk some more about the law. Don't go away. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. Todd and Seth will be right back with much more on Radio Law Talk. As we wrap up this hour, it's still an hour to go. And if you don't get it on your local radio station, remember, you can always click over to radiolawtalk.com and listen live and free. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. And I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick quack car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Uh-huh. Quick quack car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. This is Frederick Penny, host of Radio Law Talk. I'm excited to announce myself and Mark Victor Hansen, the author of the famous Chicken Soup for the Soul, collaborate to bring this three-book series, Goose. Book one is about William Collins. Goose is the perfect gift for yourself, family, friend, or someone you care about. Great stories, lifelong lessons that you can apply to your life to help you to become successful. Goose by Frederick W. Penny, available on Amazon Books now. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 
877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. Attention Medicare recipients and anyone turning 65. Medicare has approved new benefits not included with original Medicare and older Medicare Advantage plans. You may not be getting all of the benefits you're entitled to, including in-home aids, telephone appointments with your doctors, home-delivered meals and prescriptions. These benefits may be available and it's a free call to enroll. The new plans may also offer free eyeglasses, free hearing aids, free wellness visits, and gym memberships. Call the Medicare benefits line now. It's easy. Call 800-559-6944, 800-559-6944. Find out if you're eligible for new benefits like meal and prescription delivery, in-home aids, and telemedicine. Some plans may have a $0 monthly premium or zero copays for big out-of-pocket savings. Not all Medicare Advantage plans are alike. The new plans have more benefits for many people. Call 800-559-6944, 800-559-6944, 800-559-6944. Have you outgrown your health insurance plan or just not happy with what you're paying for? The number one reason we all change our health insurance is price. Are you paying too much for your health insurance? Would you like to have better coverage at a better rate or at little or no cost to you? Your life needs are always changing, but have you done anything to improve your health insurance for you and your family? Health insurance laws and coverage are always changing and getting better. It's impossible to do all the research yourself, but now it's all done for you for free. So regardless of your age or medical condition, take a few minutes right now and find out if you can save money or even qualify for zero-cost health insurance in your state. Call now. Paid for by Cheaper Health Insurance. 800-635-7188. 800-635-7188. 800-635-7188. That's 800-635-7188. They're copies of your previous unpaid bills. I'll send you a weekly reminder until they're all paid. But Ray, we were all blown away by your bananas nailed to a piece of plywood. Now it's time for more Radio Law Talk. <laughs> I love that. We, we need to get some Key Rock unfrozen caveman lawyer references. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um... So we, we were talking going into the break about just dumb, dumb choices that people make that end up being, look, sometimes, the, sometimes they're dumb choices and the choice themselves is criminally culpable, like turning to arson as a way to avoid being caught for embezzlement. That's just dumb either way, right? Sometimes people just make stupid choices of things they think would be witty or funny, and it, and it ends up being something that is harmful and possibly even criminal in nature. Uh, Seth, you grew up in... Indiana. Indiana. Okay. So in, in Indiana, okay, if a boy wanted to ask a girl to prom, let's say, did they just say, hey, you want to go to prom? Or was Indiana one of these... One of these Places like, you know, good heavens, when I lived in Utah for a while, like in Utah, where asking somebody to a dance involved some very formal activities and, oh, yeah, let's get a plane to skywrite your name, you know. And, you know it, what was it like there? It's akin to a wedding proposal in Utah, I swear. I mean, it's like, yeah. Just crazy. Yeah. Just crazy. Yeah. Um, I will tell you this for those that uh, are east of the Mississippi, um, it is a different world. Out here, yeah. um, prom for me in high school was just like, hey, you want to go to prom? 
I don't know if there was ever any like candy bars or yeah. announcements or. I'd like, like to snicker for you to. Yeah. You know, right, will just, you be my baby, Ruth? You know. Yeah. yeah. Thing, I mean, things are a little bit different. I had a good friend, and it, yeah, I mean, it's. I, we never did any of that, and yeah. I, <laughs> it went well. I, I, <laughs> well, I, I grew up in a I grew up in a smaller town uh, north of Sacramento. We didn't do that there either. Yeah, right. I mean, small town. It, I mean, I grew up, I think my first high school, uh, Randolph Southern Junior Senior High School in a little town called Lynn, Indiana. Uh, graduating class was, I think, 18 or 28. And then I moved to a different high school, Lincoln Junior Senior High School in Cambridge City, Indiana. Giving a little shout out to my hometowns here. Sure. Um, and I think my graduating class there was probably 50 or 60. So slim pickings either way. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, <laughs> some, most of the time you brought uh, somebody from somewhere else. Out of market. <laughs> <Yeah>. Out of <laughs> market. Um, the new hot oh, commodity. He, oh, he is upgraded. Look <laughs> yeah. at him. He thinks he's all that in a bag of chips. Yeah. He, he went from two wheel drive in his Chevy. Silverado to a four-wheel drive for prom night, so nice. things are getting wild. <laughs> so, 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 so he, he, here's here's why I asked. In Chandler, Arizona, okay, in Chandler, Arizona, this, this kid wanted to do the the all-out way to ask a girl like prom or is you know, some some yeah it was to, it's called a promposal to ask her to prom. <laughs> Exactly, and, and so, the, so the way he was going to now look, he went to great lengths to do this and. <laughs> <laughs> and there are going to be some people that were probably like, oh, why did we agree to this? So there's a school resource officer. Now, those are usually police officers. You know, local police department will send one police officer to a school. That's a resource officer at the school. Somebody needs to report something, and they work there. So he talked to the school resource officer, and, and the kid claims he also had permission to do this from the administration. And this was the way it was supposed to go down. <laughs> The way it was supposed to go down was this kid with the girl in his car that he wanted to ask to prom would would uh, engage in some traffic infraction. This resource officer in his marked cruiser would pull the kid over, and as he has the kid come out of the car, the kid would come out and find some sign that was concealed somewhere that said, will you go to prom with me as he turns around and asks the girl to go to prom? So so it's the whole, oh, I thought you were getting pulled over, but actually you were just this elaborate way to ask me to prom, which in my experience, she probably still would have said no, but that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> now we throw in. So that was the way it was supposed to go down, right? Now, I would think in this plan here that the nature of the offense for which he was pulled over by the cop would be fictitious. You don't really need to do anything, you know. Just go ahead and do the whole. And the, look, the cop pulled me over. I don't know what I was do you, doing do wrong. Do you know why I pulled you over? Yeah, actually, officer, I have no idea. Please step out of the vehicle. Exactly. You know that would be it. But apparently, like any good actor, this young man <laughs> decided he was really going to commit to the role. He was going method. Yes. <laughs> and so. Uh, in a Porsche. In a Porsche, no less. <laughs> And decided to not just go through a stop sign, but to speed through a stop sign. At the same time, another student riding a motorcycle, who had the legal right of way, was in the intersection and was hit by student in said Porsche. Man, that's some proposal. <laughs> and uh, will you go with a please mark in the blood of the victim, yes or no? Wow. And so, so he hits it. And so now the, the victim, the guy on the motorcycle, who was also a student leaving school, has sued not only – I mean, look, clearly you're going to have uh, an insurance claim against the, 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 the kid that drives the Porsche. But they have filed against the school, school district, because the facts are coming out, or they're alleging that – the principal knew about this. The principal was even in the cruiser. The school resource officer. Yeah. When, uh, when, when this all happened, and apparently they caught the reactions on the school resource officer's body cam. Oh, man. And so the, the, uh, the school resource officer is saying, look, I didn't think he was going to, I thought it was going to be like a slow roll or something like that, which means that they actually talked about him violating the law. I don't know why you needed to violate the law. 
right? Just pull him over for something because you know you're not going to cite him for anything. Yeah, he uh, probably went Joe Dirte and had a footprint gas pedal installed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, like those moon, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, the moon gas pedal, sure, yeah. <laughs> and the uh, and 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 the principal is saying he had no knowledge of the uh, plot whatsoever. He was just in the cruiser talking to the school resource officer about for some other reason. He didn't know about it at all. Shrooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring it back. Every case. Every case. Just hey, shrooms. A, bu- a buddy of mine's a pilot but coming back from, uh, you know, Washington. Tried to open the door. Fred's on a flight right now. He had, my, st- warning. He had my stash. Do you think he can hook me? So, Eddie, so you know... This is just creative idea that has just gone. If anything could go wrong, it went wrong here. And uh, somebody's going to pay. Yeah. The thing is, this thing is going to be interesting is ferreting out if the if the principal is telling the truth or not, whether or not they knew about it or not or not. How bad were the injuries? Uh, Motorcycle versus car? I, I don't. Well, it can't go. It couldn't have gone well. But I mean, you know, were they... and, and and mind you, it wasn't just a slow work. He sped through the intersection. He really had to sell it that he needed to be pulled over, mm-hmm. right? Um, what I also want to know, th- I mean, this is the most important. Th- this is ranks right up there with was the playbook discovered? Uh, what I disclosed. What <laughs> I want to know is, did he end up asking the girl to the prom, and what did she say? You know, because if he did and she said yes, you know he ain't driving to that well, you, prom. <laughs> first, question number one on my special interrogatories as a personal injury attorney on that file. Yes. Did she say yes? Did she say yes? <laughs> Was it worth it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, good Man. heavens. So so there you go. That's out of Chandler, Arizona, where they apparently go all out for promposals. And stuff, uh, you know. Look, if if things go the way uh, the way things go now, somebody's probably going to submit a bill to the legislature in Arizona to outlaw promposals because they're dangerous, you know. And and you know, you'll just have to ask people to the prom the good old fashioned way, not or, on one knee. Or maybe this couple's already married now; they've got two kids. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> could be, could be. We are we are through two hours of radio law talk. When we come back, we got some more cases to talk about at the top of the hour. Uh, what goes down at Chipotle? You know, can a rubber bullet poke your eye out? <laughs> These questions and more on this episode of Radio Law Talk. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you after this break. You are listening to Radio Law Talk on many great radio stations across America and also live on radiolawtalk.com. And if you can't listen at the appointed hour, we're available on all the major podcasting sites. Just look for Radio Law Talk. We'll be back. You have been listening to radiolawtalk.com. A copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.